Well, we're off to a great start. Uh, <laughs> we don't record for three weeks, and I forget one of the cords that allows us uh, to plug in one of the mics in the recording system, oh, so we're gosh. using one mic. <laughs> All right, you ready to go? Yeah. It's Wednesday night, and we are at Rachel's apartment, which must mean it's Starformers night. Welcome to Rebels and Robots, episode 40. What does that look? I'm just... Oh, I thought no, you, just, I thought I said something funny, or you no. were laughing about something. Uh, <laughs> I'm Cameron. I'm Rachel. This is our weekly chat about Star Wars and... Transformers, but it's actually bi-weekly now. Bi-weekly, thank you. Uh, I was about to say I can read the intro without having... I can say the intro from memory and not have to read it, but now you're right. That is, is our bi-weekly chat, but now it's been three weeks. What is this? It's our regular chat about Star Wars and Transformers. Um, we don't have a super specific thing to talk about today. We're just going to kind of, uh, it's been a while, three weeks, so we've probably got a good amount of news to talk about Ooh. and other generally interesting information. Um, good number of memes stack up over memes. three weeks. And our main topic today, we will just be talking about our favorite moments from Ahsoka, just with some distance, What talk about what we liked about it, and then we will also talk about the future of this podcast, um, and look forward to that. Um, we'll talk about that at the end. Um, so to kick us off, as always, Rachel is our go-to source for, for news. Rachel, what do you got? Well, so this is neither news, content, or meme. I mean, it is some content, <laughs> but uh, a larger view of the forces Star Wars podcast posted this tweet three weeks ago. Um, that's how long I've been waiting to show this. They posted a picture of Din, Din Djarin. Um, no thoughts, head empty. What is a Star War? And alongside it, a picture of Balin Scroll, so aware that he's in Star Wars that it's ruined his life. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's very, very good tweet. I thought it was Cute. very funny. Um, so anyways, on to the news. Um, I guess three weeks ago, or two weeks ago, Matthew Vaughn, who yeah, <laughs> who is the director of Kingsman and X-Men First Class, uh, in, an inter in an interview, talked about uh, why, well, I guess he thinks Star Wars should have a reboot. And now, now, did he say he thinks it should, or did he say what he would do if they let him reboot? He, the quote that's been circulated a lot is, why are the Star Wars characters so hollow, hallowed that from, from 1977 you can't redo it for a new audience? He thinks they should reboot, reboot Star Wars and, focus on, and only focus on the Skywalker family. Well, the irony of that is they very heavily focus on the Skywalker family uh -huh. in the new trilogy, uh -huh. and that's... Almost to the fault of like focusing too much on the legacy characters is mm -hmm. kind of the issue, and the most interesting stuff we've seen is the stuff that breaks away mm -hmm. from the Skywalker family. The farther you get, honestly, mm -hmm. it almost seems like the more interesting it gets. Mm -hmm. um, not not inherently, but I mean, we're talking about Andor being the best thing uh, that and Last bread. Jedi, and say again since sliced bread. Sorry, I can what. I got headphones in, so I'm having trouble hearing Andor, here. the best thing since. Oh, sliced bread. Sliced okay. Bread. My brain was not ready for that to be the words you were saying, so it was not interpreting that. 
Um, it's not funny anymore. Now I've had to say it three times. <laughs> now it's it's so funny that it's so unfunny that it's funny. But um, yeah, this kind of stuff I tend to kind of ignore. Here's one thing: if I remember incorrectly, I do believe he was offered Force Awakens. And what I remember reading, take it with a grain of salt, because it's the internet um, in my memory. But I seem to remember reading that he turned it down because it had a female lead. Ooh. Which is not cool. Ooh. <laughs> at all. Ooh. E and I, I don't know if that's true, but if that is indeed true, if he was offered it and he did turn it down because of the female lead, um, I don't really want him involved in Star Wars. And yeah. I like his work. Uh, Matthew Vaughn's actually probably one of my more favorite working directors between the movies such as Kick-Ass, X-Men First Class is my favorite X-Men film, one of my favorite superhero films. Um, Hunt Kingsman is a super fun movie. He also made a really fun fantasy film called Stardust. So I love his work, but um, yeah, maybe don't love him as much professionally. But I am looking forward to his new film because it has Henry Cavill in it. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, yeah, um, I guess that just raises the question, would you be interested in a remake of the original Star Wars? I would definitely give it a chance. I, I think if someone was willing to, with a unique vision, but then again, the chances of it just being Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon, like, yeah. how different is that from or a straight-up remake? It's just, oh, we're going to remake Star Wars, and the only thing they add in is adult themes. And mm, yeah, themes. which is exactly what Matthew Vaughn would do. He's yeah. known for his very R-rated... Uh, take on things, which would not necessarily be terrible in a Star Wars context, but as a remake, yeah, he that that was kind of what Zack Snyder's take on the superhero stuff was when he did his own Justice League and Batman Superman. It was just to make it edgy I mean, and, and cool. That's kind of how he describes Rebel Moon. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. Stupid. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. There. there but like. I guess if you if I had to choose between what we got in a remake, I would definitely take what we got. I much more prefer expand out the universe mm -hmm. on the existing lore. Mm -hmm. But I I you do risk Star Wars is already kind of oversaturated. But if it's already oversaturated, throwing in another thing wouldn't I don't think would hurt. And I would be interested in like okay, so what I want me to think about is in the early two thousands, Marvel kept on, Marvel had been maintaining the same comic book continuity since the 60s. Mm -hmm. And they kept that going. But simultaneous to that, they also started the Ultimate Universe, which is the most famous thing that came out of that was Miles Morales. They, they had a, a whole other Marvel comic book universe that was new and retold all the classic stories. Mm -hmm. And the execution is infamously lopsided. But... I think the concept of maintaining the, the original universe and a new universe at the same time that does it in a different way, I think is intriguing to say the least. And I think if you, I, I, what, would, what would be the benefits of that? Do you start from episode one and then retell the prequel stories? That could be really cool. If you start the prequels from a where you know where the story is going to go, that could be more interesting. If it's just a remake of the original trilogy, again, you tell the, the complete story knowing where it's going to go. Um, I think where you some things that would be a benefit of that, one of the biggest, not necessarily problems, but what kind of does pigeonhole Star Wars is it is all 
to some degree based off George Lucas's style or the style of the late 70s, early 80s. With a new thing that's supposed to be different, mm -hmm. you could, on a filmmaking level, tell the story differently. You could potentially be less dialogue heavy and be more, you, you wouldn't have to be maybe be so literal because I think Star Wars movies are meant to make, maybe it'd be lower budget than, rather than spending $250 million on it, give them $50 million and force it to maybe kind of replicate that magic of the original movie where they were having to be creative and use the resources but that's gonna that make, they had. That's going to require them to pay artists, so they're not going to do that. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and kind of on a similar note, we haven't really talked about this much since we first mentioned it. When neither of us have seen it yet, but um, Gareth Edwards' uh, film that's kind of Star Wars adjacent. Gareth Edwards made Rogue One. He had a new movie this year called... Um, the something, the, uh, it was the AI film. Oh, uh, the creator? The creator, that? yes. Yeah. Um, shot for like $80 million because he shot with smaller crews. He, he himself was an animation guy, so he knew exactly what shots he would need to get. They, uh, didn't shoot with big green screens or, like, uh, sets or anything they shot in real locations but then added CGI on top of it um, and so I'm, my point is something like that in Star Wars like make a lower budget thing people have been saying that for a while but like this is all hypothetical but like what would these are hypothetical reasons why you would re quote unquote reboot Star Wars but I think if I had to choose between a reboot and just a new movie I'd choose a new movie oh absolutely yes absolutely like what what would be the point of a reboot yeah, I, I don't think it'd be the best idea, but I think if it doesn't come at the cost of anything else, if it would be like an additional thing, mm -hmm. um, that would that would be what. But I don't think Matthew Vaughn would be the guy, in my opinion, even though I like his work. You're not that guy, pal. You're not that guy. <laughs> uh, cool. I have got some stuff here. Mm. Um, just a thought from a previous episode we talked about uh, last time we recorded, we talked about the Clone Wars cartoons. And there's been a scene in... The 2D animated Clone Wars, it's always just stuck out to me as really odd. And as I was thinking about it this time, I finally is it realized... the C-3PO scene? Because that's weird. <laughs> yeah, that is for humor. The reason it exists is for humor. No, it, but it's somewhat related. Very shortly after that, it does a montage of what's like a time to be able to jump the time between the end of the last show and the beginning of this one where they want to be closer to episode three. They do a montage of much more Clone Wars stuff. And Anakin um, gets knighted, and he gets his oh, yeah. Pad One braid cut off, and he sends it to Padme. Mm, burnt hair. Uh, and uh, C3PO and R2 deliver the braid to Padme. She opens it. She turns. She gives this very weird look at the droids, and then, with no absolutely zero dialogue, R2 delivers uh, a message, a hologram message to Anakin. Padme's uh, hologram like gestures off the side and it's kind of unclear what she's doing and then R2 goes with her. What I realized on, after thinking about it is she gifted him R2. R2 has never oh. been Anakin's droid yeah. before episode three. Mm -hmm. She, he is originally a not, he's, she's with Aunt Padme and then you get to episode three and suddenly Anakin has him mm -hmm. with him. That little scene explains 
why Anakin cares about R2, because R2 was a gift from Padme. C-3PO was Anakin's droid. Mm -hmm. And who does C-3PO end up with Yeah, throughout pretty much the rest of the films? Not Anakin. Yeah, that's true. I hadn't even thought about that part. So that is something that is not explained, but is a very cool little detail, at least in what we watched. Mm -hmm. Is, Is that ever brought up in the 3D animated Clone Wars, how An- how Anakin came into possession of R2? Mm, if it was, I don't remember it. Yeah. So I think that's a, but it's I a know very small sequence. fond of him the whole time. Mm-hmm. But it, at the like end of episode two, Anakin's never spent any time with R2-D2. No. I guess he was his best man at the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> well, C-3PO makes more sense as his... And, and that but, makes R2 the maid of honor. But... Uh, but there's a there's a short arc. Oh, well, I don't know if it's short. Arc. It's either two or four episodes, where um, uh, Anakin loses his start his Jedi starfighter in an mm. explosion. R two survives. I can't remember how exactly how plot armor. R two survives, but they but Anakin's like I gotta go find my droid. Mm. And Obi-Wan is like, Anakin, because he lost R4 or whatever. He's like, yeah. Anakin, we'll just get you a new droid. It's fine. And Anakin <laughs> like, almost flips out mm-hmm. because he's like, absolutely, th- it, no, it's not the same. And Obi-Wan's like, let's just get you a new droid. And it's a very interesting <laughs> dynamic. But Yeah, so I guess you could infer from the three movies that Anakin likes R2 because... He belonged to Padme, mm-hmm. but there's never that that one little scene in the clone 2D animated Clone Wars. I think says a lot. Yeah, um, and especially Jindy Tartoski, that's one of his skills is is nonverbal storytelling. And so while it's taking me many years to finally figure it out, it is rewarding that I now get it, and there's I think context. it is well worth including. Cool. What what other news you got? Um, I didn't even know this was a thing, but. What is Star Wars if not announcing movies that never see the light? <laughs> Apparently, Kevin Feige, oh, the yeah, president yeah, of Marvel yeah, Studios, yeah. confirmed that his Star Wars film will no longer <laughs> be made. I didn't even know he was on the block for a Star Wars film. Yeah, very similar to Ryan Johnson's supposed trilogy. That's all it was ever announced was that this one guy was Maybe making a thing. Maybe we did mention this earlier in the podcast. I don't I think it briefly came up before, but there's never been any details released Mm, about it. Other than Feige movie. Other than maybe he'd want Scarlett Johansson for it was maybe the only news I possibly heard. But I can't even remember if that was either true or even confirmed. Um, I may not even heard that. So, yeah, I'm not shocked. Oh no! What a what a devastating loss for the Star Wars. Yeah, uh, it's possibility. uh, I was just reading before we started recording that. Bob Iger is looking to cut spending at Disney next year. Um, so that unfortunately means that already the chances of any given Star Wars movie getting made is already low. I but, feel like, well, continue. Well, just like in, it was kind of wild in the age of Marvel dominance and they were just churning them out. They wanted to make Star Wars like Marvel. And I'm not, sh- I'm not saying we should have had multiple Star Wars movies a year, we got one a year for five years for for 2015. Yeah, five different years, four year span, but it was five different years, 2015 to 2019. But then once they hit 2019, Rise of Skywalker, just the, it, things did not pan out. 
the way they wanted it to. And then 2020 happened, and COVID. Uh, things just never got a chance to return to the way they were. Uh, so we, I think we missed the boat on having surefire shots at Star Wars films. I now we're in this era of it. who knows. And I really feel like out of the three that were announced at uh, mm -hmm. Star Wars Celebration, the ones that are going to make it through are um, Dave Filoni's and the one about Rey. Mm -hmm. Because they've already brought back Daisy Ridley. Yeah, I... I, I take nothing for granted. I think it really depends. I, I think a lot of people, I don't think this is original to me, but we're definitely in the streaming bubble right now. Ugh, you had like the dot-com bubble of the 90s. You had the housing market bubble. We're definitely in a streaming bubble where lots and lots of money is being dumped into these streaming services. And they're still raising their prices. Yeah, well, that's why, because they're not profitable. They're raising prices because they're not making money and they're having to... Businesses are, with my very limited knowledge on this, effectively most major organizations uh, and corporations in the United States, they rate success off of growth, and you can, they're, they're de that's their definition of success. So if you're not growing, quote unquote, you're not doing well. Even if you made the same amount of money two years in a row, that's seen as a failure because you didn't, quote unquote, grow. And therefore, and that's a terrible business model, I think, especially in media, because things fluctuate. They go up and down. And Marvel, this is where Marvel destroyed everything for everyone, because Marvel did grow year after year. And that level of success was, was not sustainable for anyone. Not even Marvel could sustain that. Now, COVID really screwed everyone over. But um, my, my point is this dot-com bubble, sorry. The streaming bubble is going to crash at some point. It's going to pop at some point, and we'll see where that lands. Mm -hmm. I actually could be good. Here's what I'm thinking: We're starting to see. I think the the trailblazer right now in like trying to speed run failure is uh, is HBO. Oh well, uh, or yeah. uh, Warner Brothers specifically. They're the ones that for some reason they're constantly failing. I wouldn't say upward, but failing sideways. Was it, I think, Disney just bought Hulu? So Disney didn't just buy Hulu. Disney, when they acquired Fox, mm -hmm. acquired majority ownership of Hulu. Mm -hmm. And then at some point, they were going to continue to get more ownership over time because of different contracts. And at some point, we've known for a long time that they were going to gain, like, if not total, almost total control of Hulu. I thought I saw that they had. Maybe I was wrong. It's, it's possible that's happened, uh, but it, it, this is not a surprise. They didn't, like, that was part of the Fox thing. Um, my point is, as uh, Warner Media fails sideways in a downward trajectory, for some reason, other people keep taking their lead because what Warner does is, in order to stay afloat, they keep coming up with more dastardly plans like taking stuff off streaming forever and getting tax breaks is the big one. Yep. What they are doing now, which is actually, I, in my perspective, a very good thing, is they are licensing off things like DC to other companies to make, not necessarily movies, but like cartoons and animated films and uh, other kinds of media. Mm -hmm. The best thing that could happen would be Disney Plus totally goes under, tanking Disney stock, and they're forced to probably not sell the rights to Star Wars, but license it off so other people can make other Star Wars stuff. 
and hopefully they would look at something like Vision and say, wow, other people can make amazing Star Wars stuff yeah. for us. We can get profits just because we own the right license and other people can make it for us so we don't have to spend money on the actual production. So while that would obviously tank these genuinely uh, exciting movies, the three movies that they have announced, the the 25,000 year in the past Jedi origin movie, Ray's sequel film, uh, whatever uh, Mando verse quote unquote uh, Filoni movie would make. Fair those the Empire. I would love to see all three of those films, but I would much rather see the chance for other people to make hopefully movies. Um, that is my my response to that. My coworker, former coworker, friend, I just tweeted. I think he retweeted something. It was either Disney Plus or. HBO Max doing sh streaming shenanigans. He said, I'm just going to start buying DVDs again. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But the thing is, they're not making DVDs. Anymore. Yeah, that is that is the unfortunate circumstance we're in. Is you, you don't get a physical copy of anything that's new, so you don't ever have a chance. But, you know, my response to that is yo-ho-ho. -ho. Um, <laughs> you just make DVDs now. They still sell like CDs, right? Uh-huh. Um, I... Have not news, but an interesting bit of information that I found. Um, this man by the name of Joseph, he is the lead singer of the band Toto, famous for like the song Africa and Roxanne. And Rocks. Roxanne! Um, and he was also something that you would be interested in. He was part of the band that performed songs. On Lion King, so he is, he's credited as performer on Hakuna Matana and uh, oh. Can You Feel the Love Tonight. He didn't oh, okay. write them. Those are okay. Elton John, but he performed them. Well, ah. this man, his last name, his first name is Joseph. His last name is Williams. He is the son of John Williams. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not. Uh, so the son of John Williams, famous composer of Star Wars and also Superman and E.T. and Indiana Jones, is the lead singer of Toto oh and also gosh. performed on Lion King soundtrack. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so that was kind of a fun Star Wars adjacent fun fact that I discovered recently that I thought was really amusing. <laughs> and he also has done the score for a bunch of movies, but they're all like B-grade, very low-tier films I've never mm. even heard of. So We want John Williams. Well, we can't get John Williams. <laughs> We've we got John Williams at home. Joseph Williams. Who's <laughs> probably very talented. He just His film work is uh, nowhere near as iconic. Like, I don't know why I was expecting Joseph, when I Google searched Joseph and looking at the suggested results, I expected his name to come up faster, and when the first suggestion was Joseph Stalin, I don't know why. I was oh. surprised for some <laughs> dramatic turn there. Um, let, let's quickly, here's a photo of him. He's uh, wearing, uh, oh wait, where is it? Where is it? Uh, aviators and a, uh, was that a beret? And um, he's got Looks like red a newsboy boy cap, but backwards. Yeah. Uh, and he's got or, a black um, vest. And he's got kind of almost a Han Solo look going. I was going, just say, he's kind of like... Except for it's not a white t-shirt, it's a white button-up shirt. Um, but his IMDb, let's take a look. See if you recognize any of these films he's worked on. Because I haven't recognized him doesn't mean... Uh, oh, he also did some films for the Goonies. Songs for the Goonies. Acceptable. Uh, okay, let's see. Composer. Any, do you recognize any of these films here? Soccer Dog, European hold, 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 Let me read! <laughs> uh, I've heard of North Shore. He worked on the TV uh, show I've Roswell. Heard of Felicity. Yeah, oh. I forgot there was a lot of TV. Stop it! 
Judgment Day. Chain uh, of Command. I've heard. <laughs> oh, an Ice Tea film Judgment Day. My favorite Ice Tea content is uh, Law and Order SVU. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's uh, that's uh, Mr. Joseph Stanley Williams, as he is sometimes credited. Just trying to distance himself. Legend of Gator Face. We should talk about. We should watch that. <laughs> we should watch that. Good stuff. Uh, what other news you got? Um, so this is probably some of the most important news that we can talk about all night. Um, so Star Wars at the Disney parks sells, uh, there are two experience, you know, you can build your own lightsaber, uh-huh. um, from some stock options, or you can also you get stock options in Disney. If you, <laughs> then you can make them into a lightsaber. <laughs> That's from, phenomenal. From a various what a group great of investment. options so that it is. <laughs> Still has some semblance of uniqueness, but someone has probably made a similar one, if not the exact mm. same one, but, you know, it's different parts. Anyways, they also sell replica lightsabers of famous characters, of sure. popular characters. This last month, they introduced Kanan Jarrus's lightsaber. Oh, very good. Which is very exciting, because very slim pickings when it comes to Kanan content outside of Rebels. So, sure, very sure. exciting for that, too. Uh, now be in the park. So go wild. Go spend 400 bucks. I'll tell you to do it. You, you do whatever you want. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, what else do you have? I have some. Um, that's of... that's all I've got until we talk about our favorite scenes from Ahsoka. All right. Um, the last one I got, someone posted this. So there was a uh, Wikipedia. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. Um, uh, Wikipedia uh, tweeted earlier in October, what is your most obscure piece of Star Wars knowledge? And someone, I just thought that was interesting because from an animation standpoint, it makes sense. Um, In the Twin Suns episode uh, of Rebels season four, uh, is that season four with Obi-Wan or is that season three? I think it was four. Uh, That's what I think. Anyways, um, after the fight, after the duel with Maul and Obi-Wan, um, Ezra has left at this point and Obi-Wan has buried Maul. The final scene is Obi-Wan looking off into the distance and we see the Lars homestead. Mm-hmm. Um, and we hear Aunt Brew call Luke in and we see this tiny little figure like sprinting across <laughs> the horizon. It was just a reused model from of Ezra. Oh, that's great. Oh, that's Which, hilarious. From an animation standpoint is... Makes absolute sense because they're going to be the same age. Um, they're both skinny little guys. And from four pixels in the distance, you're not going to be able to tell it's the exact same model. <laughs> it's called working smarter, not harder. So that was I fun. love it. <laughs> what else you got? That's it. That is it. Um, okay, so today's topic. Uh, we just wanted to, to recap what we liked about Ahsoka. Um, you know, positive vibes. I very specifically wanted to know your favorite scene. My number one favorite scene. Oh, very specifically. Um, if I, yeah, my, I gave my top three. Um. Oh, that's fine. We can do top three, but I want to, we we could go from like three. I want your favorite. Uh, yeah. So for me, number three is, uh, the chopper shenanigans, specifically when they, uh, Hera was flying the ship and they were going after the, 
the, the droid was escaping with the big hyperdrive Did unit. Did you go through my stuff? Yes. <laughs> so, just classic chopper, like in a show that I feel like really whiffed a lot of times on characterization of these characters that we loved from Rebels. The chopper characterization was as good as it's ever been. Like, going into Ahsoka really wanting, and to some extent, Rebel Season 5, that sequence was so classic Rebels. Uh, I'm not someone who feels like I always want the same thing over and over again. I'm very open to new stuff. But, but it Cameron, was... we could get Maul and Obi-Wan <laughs> in live action. Don't you want everything recreated in live no. action so that way it's actually canon? Rebels is canon. Shut up. I'm being sarcastic. I'm projecting onto you. For those of you who can't tell, I'm being sarcastic. Uh, but that scene was just so fun. And it just gave me a lot of joy. And I, I think this was like... Uh, this this team doing what they do best, and um, I think that is all we can hope for. What what would you do? You have a number three, you'd say. I really think. Hmm. I had my first one ready. I had to quickly recap the the show in my brain. One thing I really liked, and it's just a short scene and it, it breaks my heart all the more is the ending shot i think where we see the characters end up mm, mm. and specifically balan's character there's so and it like i said it's even more heartbreaking considering that um ray stevenson has since passed there's so much open-endedness mm -hmm. but i want to know what uh what balan is seeking if that makes sense. Hmm. I feel like, like I said, knowing, obviously going into this, the season that uh, Ray Stevenson has passed makes it more bittersweet that that's the last time we will see him. But yeah. that scene just has so much potential. Yeah. Of, where, of potential where it could lead. That That's an interesting choice. I think on the one hand... This is, in, my, this is my third. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just for even just top three. I, in the moment, I found that ending very frustrating just because I'm I'm such, like, my, typically I'm such an ending person. Mm -hmm. Like, like I, I will enjoy the ride, but I also, the ride is only as good for me, typically, as, as good as the ending is. And cliffhangers, and I love cliffhangers in film, because I always know, okay, the next movie you typically know how far the next movie is. There's going to be a conclusion in that film. But, mm -hmm. like, when a television show has a cliffhanger ending, I'm like, okay, how many seasons until I get an actual conclusion? And, but, as as just a, when we did talk about, though, this feels like hopefully it's the first half, just the first half, as, like, a midpoint cliffhanger. And, yeah, we yeah, the, the there's not much dialogue. The facial expressions on the characters, wondering what's going to happen next. It is... Especially, with, I think, with Balin specifically, that is a character we did not know before the beginning of this mm -hmm. show. And by the end of this show, he's a character we care a he's lot a about. Favorite. His figure sold Gone. out. Yeah. <laughs> so, one day I'll get it. I could probably pre-order it through Walmart, but why do that? <laughs> and so, yeah, I, th I can totally see where you're, where you're coming from, for sure. Um, cool. My number two is not necessarily a specific scene. I wish I could I could narrow it down to a scene. The essence. Um, but it was, it, I guess it was just pretty much 
I think it was episode six. It was episode they they got to what is the name of the planet in the other galaxy? Do you remember? It's okay. It's all right if you don't. No, I, I know. It, Peridia. Peridia. Thank you. Was episode six the first episode where they really? Because episode five was episode. Episode five was the World Between Worlds episode. Yes, and episode that's six they... was our first. So the episode six cliffhanger at the very end, we see Ezra. So then mm-hmm. episode seven is our first real episode with Ezra. Mm-hmm. So I would say just somewhere at during episode seven was when I realized Amandas Fondi was the perfect casting choice. Yes. For Ezra. That, he's Ezra. Because that was one of my big question marks going into this show was, how good is this guy going to be? Because he is such a distinct character. He's the main character of Rebels. He's fan favorite. We love him. We're excited for him to come back. That little bit of him in the hologram in the first episode was not very convincing. And not, so that, not a good angle for mm-hmm. him. Short hair does not good for him. So at some point, I guess if I had to narrow it down to one scene, it's that... That moment when Sabine tries to give him his lightsaber and he says, uh, no, did I just steal your number one? You stole my number two. Uh, okay, we have the same number two then. That's really cool. Uh, if I had narrowed down to one, one number two. Um, so I'm glad that we agree on that. Uh, it's just was so, after a show that had many ups and downs quality wise for it to, at the end of the show, go on this upward trend of, wow, they really nailed live action Ezra. That was very satisfying. And I think, it was a nice subversion of expectations going, Ezra's going to kill someone. <laughs> you know, you know, like, uh-huh. not that we're excited for things like that, but, you know, we're excited to see Ezra pick up his blade for the first time in so long. Yeah. There is a very funny moment, but I, of course, we love when Star Wars is uh, fun and different. And so uh, for Ezra to go, I don't need a lightsaber. The force is on my side killer like that is such mm-hmm. like, i don't want to say true jedi like 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 not when you like collect all the coins in lego star wars but um he has been without his lightsaber for so long he has probably grown in his connection with the force to be able to have that confidence of i don't need a lightsaber the force on my side granted in the next 30 seconds he he did pick up a blaster mm-hmm. and yeah. he started blasting <laughs> started blasting but it is such a yeah, I agree. Such a good buildup, um, subverting expectations. And I think especially just to go, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Let's see what he's got. Yeah, I I agree. So I'm glad that we uh, came out on the same conclusion on that one. Um, and they, I don't think it would have been the worst idea, but they could have very easily gone very, like, broken with him. He could have been very, like... Broken down, bitter, dark, angry, vengeful. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I am very pro keeping him having matured and progressed and become more of a Jedi. And I, I love. I when I think we, I think it's probably that episode seven when he sees Sabine and he's like, "I knew you guys would have come for me." Mm. Oh, like he never lost hope. He's been there for a hot second, but he never lost hope. I, yeah, I, yeah, a hopeful character, especially when people were hypothesizing he might be uh, Merrick oh. or Enoch. I hated those. Either character, so, oh, either so dark <laughs> characters who were masked. Like there was this, these rumblings about he might 
have turned. He might be evil. Like, went the exact opposite direction. It would have made no sense for his character, considering he fought against the same ploys that Palpatine used on Anakin. And Anakin fell. We see that in season one. I think Palpatine tries to use the, do you want your family back Mm kind of thing. And he fought against it. So it would have made no sense for him to go to another planet and then turn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so true. He fought the final boss, and he won. Like, so. Um, and with that, I also think it makes it all the more, I guess, sweeter when he builds his lightsaber again using mm. the same schematics that Kanan would have used as a Padawan. Yes, definitely. Instead of taking his original, you know, his blade, he makes a new one. He crafts a new one. I just... So... And so, um, my number one scene, um, again, I, I do have a specific scene, to, but I just, the, the most fun I had in the whole show was The World Between Worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, I think all of it was just, it was so visually interesting. It was, get what I was saying earlier, Star Wars is often somewhat restricted stylistically because it's trying to be like the original movies and there is some variation there but it is still within a certain realm and that is the most stylistically different we've had in the new stuff um it's a little more metaphorical it's a little like it is just so fun and interesting and emotional and i think that really comes to a head at the end of it when Ahsoka fights Anakin the second time mm-hmm. and he's alternating between Vader and Anakin and his lightsaber's red and the Sith eyes on both him and, and maybe her. Ahsoka their, their their actions their words it was one of the very few times in Star Wars I actually had to like work to try to uh analyze what was happening and try to understand what they were trying to say with it I appreciated how complicated it was emotionally that that whole episode is so phenomenal but it really boils into that scene just working so well and it was the one time it felt like this is a soka show that was like the episode i was like okay this is purely about ahsoka as a character and it is working flawlessly and then the follow-up as we're talking about the whole episode the follow-up of how she is i guess it's the next episode but Mm -hmm. when she what she's like afterwards is so great too Mm -hmm. uh Actually, it is the same episode, isn't it? When she uh, talks to the space whales. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, phenomenal episode. But yeah, what what's your number one scene? It's from the same episode, but it is the hyperspace jump with the purgle. Nice. Um, I mean, all right, get ready. I think just and it's like a, it's just a short part. Obviously, the focus on that episode. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, the focus on that episode has been so much Hayden Christensen. You know, the world world between worlds. I mean, I almost said War of the Worlds. <laughs> Um, amazing. But I specifically love the scene at the end of the hyperspace jump from where Ahsoka speaks to the Purgle to where they jump and the episode ends. Mm -hmm. I think, first of all, the visuals, I mean, I think at this point we get a really impressive scale of the size of the Purgle. The New Republic has shown up. They're ready to be all lawful. And... The Pearl are bigger than their ships. Mm-hmm. The visuals, is it's just, like I said, you have an amazing um, comparison of the Pergol. And I think from Rebels, we're like, oh, they're big. 
you know, mm. they took Thrawn's ship and yeeted out of there. But I think something about seeing that in maybe like a live action form gives a better idea of, oh, they're large. Um, and I don't think that's something we typically, like for us, something that would be similar size would be like a blue whale. We don't see blue whales. The normal average person doesn't see a blue whales unless you're like a marine biologist. Um, but I think the visuals and the music in that scene is my, is my favorite track out of the whole season. And that's coming from someone who picked up uh, where the sun sails and the moon walks from the first opening <laughs> note when it played in the epilogue. It's my favorite track because there, there's so many aspects. I think so many things playing into it that when that scene starts, you start to get this feeling coming in like, we're going to see something that we haven't seen before. Mm. Um, the New Republic shows up and the Pergler come in. They get scared more because from an aspect of, oh, we're going to lose our ships if we don't move. Mm-hmm. But there's, I think there's something very moving about that scene um, from the music. And I think from the feeling for me, build it, watching that, brings up a few other similar scenes, but kind of like gets this, gets me going in a good nice. way. Um, the music, beautiful. I think it's the best track. And in my opinion, I think the music sounds just a hair like Omega's theme from The Bad Batch. It's got the same kind of air of whimsy and adventurous, and I think it kind of gives that same feeling because when you listen to Omega's theme... You're seeing it, you know, it's almost like from her perspective, she's seen something entirely brand new that she's never seen before, and there's an air of hope to it. And I think this music in the hyperspace jump does the same thing. Mm. Star Wars tracks with that layer of apprehension, but an overarching theme of hope and aspiration, they're my favorite because I feel like that's what Star Wars is. Star Wars is hope persevering. Mm. You see it here, I think... I think you see it in Omega's theme. You hear it in Ray's theme. You know, and I even think you hear it in Marva's eulogy music, which is my favorite track from Andor. As you, I feel like as you are watching this and as the music builds up, there are things that are kind of, I don't know, playing into your senses or your thoughts. Like, we're about to see something that we haven't seen before. And granted, yes, they ended up at another planet in, <laughs> in Ahsoka. But I think at this point, we've had so much buildup that I think we're also fi- we're kind of like, this is it. Mm-hmm. We are going into quite literally uncharted waters. Anything could happen. And I think I love that aspect of Star Wars. Like I said, I, I think that overarching theme of Star Wars is hope persevering mm-hmm. in the face of desperation and fear continuing to fight against it and you see it here i think and it kind of gives me the same feeling that i got like that hype like yes we're going in that i actually got in rise of skywalker mm. my favorite scene in rise of skywalker now the music is not similar because i compared it my favorite scene in rise of skywalker is actually towards the end um it's after palpatine has brought down all the rebel ships and um the Star Destroyers notice something new in the atmosphere and they're like, it's a fleet. We're under attack. And that line, um, I can't remember who says it, says, no, it's 
just people. Mm, and yeah. it's not yeah. it's not an organized fleet. The ghost is there. I think someone confirmed that. Yes. I think the ghost might mm -hmm. be there. But it's just people. And I think it just, like I said, continues to lead into this theme of, of, of an Andor of people fighting against something bigger than themselves for the betterment of the entire galaxy. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like that scene encapsulates it because them leaving the galaxy, they're going to go fight Thrawn. Well, they're not going to go fight Thrawn. The goal is to stop Thrawn, but also in a way they are also going against the New Republic because the New Republic has gone to stop them. And mm. they are still staying on their path despite knowing what is against them. So all that to say, <laughs> those two, three minutes of the hyperspace jump are my favorite. Love it. Great explanation. Yeah, great breakdown. I appreciate that very much. So now go listen to Hyperspace Jump uh, by Kevin Kiner and go listen to Omega's name. It's not the exact same, hmm. but as I listened to it right after the other, there were some times where there I could hear similarities, but I also feel like the timing of the melodies had some similarities. So cool. also go listen to Ray's theme. That's one of your favorite tracks. Yes, and 100%. go listen to Eulogy from the Andor trilogy. That gosh, such a good track. All good tracks. That's it. That's my top. My top ones. My top one. Love it. Yeah, I think this was. It was. It's fun to focus on the positives. Like if, mm -hmm. if it's totally cool to not like a thing. I mean, we definitely had our own criticisms of the show, and it's totally cool to be disappointed by something. But it is fun after a few weeks to sit back and say, like, these were some moments that we did really connect with and did really enjoy. And um, that that's that's really special, I think. Um, so next, well, before we move on, I think we did miss something we wanted to talk about before. You want to explain this thing right here? Oh, my gosh. Okay. So <laughs> I, I went for, for context, I went home a couple weeks ago um, to work on a project with my dad, and that project, um, I I needed a towel, like bring it back so the project wouldn't like break on the way home if I had, I don't know, an accident. You keep it safe, some padding. Oh, dad goes, oh, let me get you a towel. <laughs> is the tag still on it? Because I wonder what year it says. This oh my has gosh, be it original. does. <laughs> it's the original copy. Um, oh my gosh. Okay, I'm gonna see if I can try to find it. Um, so my dad goes back into the house and he pulls out a towel. And I remember this towel from my childhood. It was my, it's technically my brother's towel. Sorry, brother, it's mine. It is an original Phantom Menace episode one beach towel. It is faded and it's old, but it was so funny that that is the one that he brought out. I don't know if he picked it up on accident or if he goes, he went, oh, Rachel likes Star Wars. I'll just give her this one. Or maybe he thought it was mine. I'm trying to find out what year it was. But here we've got at Lucasfilm and TV, or <laughs> at Lucasfilm and TV, all rights reserved, made in El Salvador. Uh, Salvador, sorry. <laughs> El Salvador, no, my bad. Um, tumble dry on low setting. Oh Do my gosh. Man, um, we're really scraping the bottom of the barrel for content. But I cannot find the year. Oh, oh, that doesn't tell me. It <laughs> <laughs> is the faded. It is the faded. But so it's like the Phantom Menace poster yeah in towel form and it's very well replicated 
I think the most notable quality about it is because his face is the biggest one on here, uh, Qui-Gon's face is very smooth. He looks very pretty. Smooth, man. Because, <laughs> like, everyone else's face is quite a bit smaller. I mean, like, Padme's face is already very smooth because she's got, got so Jar-Jar much makeup over. on. But, like, Jar Jar, Anakin, Obi-Wan, and Anakin's a young boy, so that makes sense. But Obi-Wan's pretty small. Jake Lloyd, Anakin. Yeah, exactly. But pa- Qui-Gon's face is so big, but he's got <laughs> zero lines or blemishes. <laughs> he really does, I mean, this is getting very, giving very strong kin vibes. It really is. Like, he... <laughs> and you've got Maul's eyes up in the background, yeah. too. It's like It just catches you a bit off guard. But also, I can just imagine just... <laughs> Because typically, uh, I think probably for good reason, towels are normally very simple. Mm-hmm. This is just the movie poster. Which is exactly, and funny. I love it. See, that was my brother's, and I had a Lion King one. It's uh, it's very emblematic of how much merch that existed. Uh, and we had how one. much we've been robbed. Uh-huh. Can you imagine having a towel for each of the movies? <laughs> <laughs> good stuff. What towel would you like to bring to the beach today? Episode four. <laughs> Uh, well, before we get to... Um, I'm sorry, did you have something else? I did realize we have a correction. Okay. Three weeks ago, we told you we would be watching an episode of Beast Wars. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. And we did it. We haven't done it yet. We'll, we'll probably do it at some point. Emphasis uh, on probably. <laughs> <laughs> we ended up watching John Tron tonight instead. <laughs> I suggested G1. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't in the mood, I guess. Um, so, next note is a note on the future of the podcast. Um... We're still planning on continuing to do bi-weekly for the time being until there's like a show out, which might not be very long. Could be Acolyte if they just drop it out of nowhere. Yeah. Well, okay, I keep getting Acolyte and Skeleton Crew mixed up. Oh. They aren't... Acolyte's still a little while. It's Skeleton Crew. I think uh, they could come out at any time. I don't, can you imagine they just drop Acolyte? <laughs> just I'm done for anything. Here you go. Um... But also, I think the actor strike just finished, and yes. so I think they're really we'll we'll probably start now getting more uh, release dates. But so we plan on still doing biweekly until we have a show to talk about that's coming out weekly. Um, we have decided to pivot the podcast just a bit, and we're still fully working on this. But the idea is, I mean, it's the broad idea behind Rebels and Robots really was just. Us getting together every week, we have shared interests. And the two big ones that were shared between us were Rebels and Robots. Star Wars and Transformers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Qui-Gon just moved by himself and it freaks me out. Um, Yikes. We decided to not limit it anymore. Uh, just simply make it Rebels and Robots and blank. And Rebels and Robots and etc. Rebels and Robots and whatever. We still haven't decided quite, but pretty much any given week, we will, if we're talking about something other than Rebels and Robots, it's going to be Rebels and Robots and blank. Um, And some... A very probable option is Godzilla. So, yes, the other major (laughs) thing that Rachel and I have bonded over the years is our love of Godzilla films, specifically the newer ones. Not that we necessarily love the newer ones more than the old ones, but those are the ones that we, like, watch together. I think we went and saw King of the Monsters together with some other people. Yes, that was the... And then I went and saw it, like, not even, like, a full week later, I think, by myself again. (laughs) (laughs) And that was, um, what year was that? Is that 2019? 2019, yes. And oh, why? Because we, we had the Regal Passes. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We saw a lot of movies. And so, 
Oh, uh, we had passes to a local movie theater. <laughs> <laughs> and then why that is relevant, because I, I don't think they have a set release date, but Apple is going to be releasing a Godzilla. So for those who don't know, in 2014, when they came out with the reboot of the American Godzilla, it was meant to kick off a Marvel-esque series that would also feature uh, King Kong. And then they made a King Kong movie that was like kind of a prequel movie. Skull Island. Yes. I actually really enjoy that really one. Really fun movie. And then they made Godzilla King of Monsters, which is the sequel to the Godzilla film. And then they make Godzilla versus King Kong. Which is a movie. And so across this, this these movies, across this series is Monarch, which is the, pretty much this movie's, this movie universe's version of S.H.I.E.L.D. from the Marvel Universe. And so the new TV show is called Monarch. And if you, I don't know or if you've seen the this. G.I. Joe initiative from. Uh huh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, and so this TV show is called Monarch. Seemingly, its primary thing is it's going to be jumping back and forth between the modern day and like the 70s mm-hmm. or 80s. Because we're getting young and old. <laughs> yes, so uh, one character will be played by, the older version will be played by Kurt Russell. Mm-hmm. And the younger version will be played by his son, mm-hmm. Wyatt Russell, which I am so hyped for. But um, we were also, if you haven't seen, we're getting, we're getting so, to some extent, John Goodman's character from mm-hmm. Gods of the Kong Island. From no. Kong School Kong Island. Skull Island. <laughs> who died in School Island. Yes. So he died in the 70s because mm-hmm. it was just post-Vietnam. And he pretty much, he founded Monarch, didn't he? At least he was a very, like, I think you're right. prominent, mm-hmm. like, he was, like, the only guy at some point. Uh, but this is a fun universe that we really enjoy. And, but we just love God- Shin Godzilla is one of the more popular recent Japanese films that we also both love. And Godzilla 1 will be coming out yes, as well, which is... Godzilla Minus 1, correct? Is it minus 1? I, I think it's called Godzilla Minus 1. Well, there's a Godzilla and a 1 in the trailer. Yeah, it's called Godzilla is, Minus One. I think going to be very similar to the 1954. Mm. Like, it's going to be like a remake. Yeah, while most people know Godzilla as a city-destroying monster, the vast majority of films he's in, he's actually the good guy, if you're not familiar with He's normally fighting another monster. And if you've only seen the 1998 one, uh, you need to watch some more Godzilla movies. <laughs> so... It's actually, it, within the the canon of Godzilla, is actually less, it's more rare for them to make, especially Japan. When America does it, they normally make him what people expect him to be, which is destroying a city. But it's less common for Japanese studios to make one about him being destructive. So this Godzilla minus one, going back to where mm-hmm. things started, I feel, I feel like this feels like it's very much trying to capitalize off the popularity of Shin Godzilla, in a, but in a different way. So we're both very excited to see this film. It'll be playing for like one night <laughs> on a Wednesday night, which is a funny. So we are planning to we see it in podcast. podcasting live from the <laughs> theater. And um, I'm very excited to see this film. Uh, that will be on November 29th. So that will be uh, we're, we're planning on podcasting next week. Um, and I'm, and we we'll haven't have... decided what we're going to talk about. Probably do uh, Beast Wars. Um, and uh, but we haven't fully decided on that and then our next episode so two episodes from now we talk we're planning on Godzilla minus one Um, but some other things we might talk about we both really love animation Um, so in case you didn't know (laughs) uh, I'm just not realizing if we get a chance to see uh, 
um, Hayao Miyazaki's new film, whenever that comes out. The Boy and the Heron? We would love to talk about that. I... Not to side tangent too much, but can you tell I was waiting for you to respond the other day when I texted you uh-huh. about the cast? <laughs> if you if you haven't seen the cast, watch the trailer and try to figure out who voices the heron, and then look at the cast. <laughs> Just guess and then look. And that comes out in December in the U.S., so hopefully we'll get a chance to watch that. Um, next year, um, so like I said, we've got two different upcoming Godzilla um, the oh, Japanese Godzilla film. She's scared by the towel. <laughs> it's okay. It's just smooth-faced it's, Liam Neeson. Don't worry okay. about she's it. She's looking at Jar Jar. <laughs> um, as far as the animation department, we we love animation, but also very specifically, we both love Kung Fu Panda. Oh, poor baby. <laughs> she doesn't like her. the moving towel. Kung Fu Panda 4! <laughs> Kung Fu Panda 4 comes out uh, March 29th. Um, so that will be one we'll probably talk about next year. I'm going to cry on the podcast if it's bad. <laughs> I will actually cry on the podcast. Li- live cry reaction. Yeah, because we both love the whole trilogy. The whole trilogy it's, is it's so good. It's a good trilogy. Yeah, highly. So um, we might talk about that at some point. Uh, there's another Godzilla movie, Godzilla X-Kong. So it's the sequel to Godzilla vs. Kong. Not super excited for that, but maybe if they lo- there were good elements to Godzilla vs. Kong. There was a lot of cut good elements. Yes. Um, and some other possible ones for uh, now this is this is looking out farther into the future but it's not one we've talked about a lot but you and I both love seem to really like the alien movie. At least like oh yeah. Uh, the xenomorph is a, is an amazing creature. Um, and if you don't know what that is, you have the original film Alien, the sequel Aliens, then Alien 3, Alien Resurrection. And then you have the Prometheus movies, but the alien in those series is it's called a xenomorph, very iconic design. Um, and there's a new one coming out next year, August, uh, called Alien Romulus. That's actually news to me. I didn't know that. Yeah, I, it was news to me as well. I think I kind of knew about it. Um, we both really like Knives Out, and you like you like Knives Out, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because mostly because of Jamie Lee Curtis, I feel like. But you mean the movie? You mean? The movie that was successful because of its predecessors. Oh yeah, okay. There's a joke that Rachel <laughs> has. Joke? Uh-uh. It's true. <laughs> that uh, Knives Out is ran because a certain movie walked first. What movie was that, Rachel? Hoodwinked. Hoodwinked. Animated film Hoodwinked. Um, but Knives Out three might come out next year. Oh shoot. So we'll definitely talk about oh, that. I, I think that. if it comes out. Um, so there's some possible, and we might like. There's a new Pixar film next year. We might talk about that. Um, though. That may have gotten delayed by a whole year. What movie? So I don't remember. I just remember that there was a Pixar film coming out next year that got delayed. But I don't know if there's another Pixar film coming out next year. I don't know if we'll talk about Disney's Wish. Not particularly interested. But like, I think what this opens up to is something comes out unexpectedly. The cat is being... <laughs> she's got, not the zoomies, but she's, she's being way more active. She's zoomies snooping. for her. She's snooping. Um, if something comes out, we hear it's amazing. You know, like, I don't know if, like, necessarily, like, when Coco came out. I don't know if we would have been super excited about Coco. But once it came out, people were talking all about it. That we probably would. did make me an ugly cry. <laughs> so that would have been a good one um, if it had come out. Mm-hmm. If something like that. If something comes out, we just hear it's absolutely amazing. And it's not on our radar. But these are some things that we do have on our radar for the time being. Um, is there anything else that you feel like we have shared 
interests in. Um, I feel like we both really love animated music videos. So we could talk about that at some point. We could share some of our favorite animated music videos. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, and slash animated shorts. I think we, we both are really passionate about that. Um, I, so, oh, Inside Out 2 is definitely coming out next year. Oh, maybe that's what it was. But there's another one called Elio, which is like... Oh. A little boy gets abducted by aliens or something. I feel like I just saw the first stuff come out about that. Yeah, I think that that got delayed by a whole year. But um, so there's some, some maybe vague. Maybe they've learned how to market things yeah. by the time these come out. There's some very broad options on what we can talk about. We're not gonna we're not gonna uh, narrow it down too much. Uh, but is, is there anything else that we have shared interests on other than? Well, see now that you ask, yeah, I can't think of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just want to give a picture of what we might be talking about in the future. Um, there's supposedly a sequel to Passion of the Christ coming out next year. <laughs> what? Well, see, what I did not know, and this is going to go way off on a tangent, just, just since I brought it up. I never saw the end of the Passion of the Christ. I've never seen the Passion of the Christ. I've seen the first 20 it minutes. It ends with his death. Uh, yeah. This one is called Passion of Christ Resurrection, which is very funny because that's a very common subtitle for a lot of movies, like so a word that starts with R-E, but so it sounds like an action movie, but that is what you would call the sequel to Passion of the Christ. It's about the resurrection Passion of, of the Christ to Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> um, He's back. I'm trying to see if there's anything else coming out next year. Um, oh, there, I mean, obviously there will be more Star Wars and more Transformers. We'll definitely still cover that. Um, there'll be, tra hopefully, Transformers 1, the animated oh, film. Oh, Tales of the Jedi uh, uh, Season 2 should yeah. hopefully become maybe a Bad Batch Season 3. Yeah, we should get into a run at some point next year where we'll have a good amount of Star Wars stuff again. But until then... Is the kitty looking for water? Oh, she's pissed. There's, uh, <laughs> there's no running water. Just gross we turned her water. off. <laughs> um, so we'll definitely get to Star Wars, but until we get back to that, we just kind of wanted to open up. We didn't want to be forced to always be talking about Star Wars and Transformers, because really we, the fun of this podcast is just to talk about things we both care about, and we'll see what things unexpectedly arise um, with this new format, and um, we might just some weeks talk about our favorite things, talk about whatever. Um, yeah, anything to add, Rachel? Godzilla. Yeah, I, it's fun that that's our that's gonna come up on the docket. I look forward to uh, getting to hopefully watch Monarch. I hope Monarch is good. We could do what I did last summer and just watch all of the old Godzilla movies from the Toho era. I think there's not a lot to talk about. Well, there, so here's the thing: you watch the first five, then the next six are just reused shots from all the other movies. <laughs> Hilarious. Okay, well, on to what you've all been waiting three weeks for. The, the 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 crown jewel of this podcast. No matter what the name or topic, there's always meme minute, but it's way longer than a minute. Three weeks worth of, of memes. Here we it's go. Not three weeks worth of memes because I cut mine down. <laughs> three weeks of curated memes. Uh, Rachel, do you have any videos? I don't. Okay, well I've got two here. I don't remember what they are, so we'll see what ah. this is. Mm -hmm. I'm proud of you. You know oh. that. I hope you do. <laughs> So, it's 
<laughs> Mr. Rogers, but he's got Emperor Palpatine's uh, robe poorly photoshopped on him, and it just says Palpatine after Anakin returned from his youngling I'm massacre. You, you know that. I hope you do. <laughs> All right, what else we got here? I hope the world is watching. The world is this watching. This is John Williams. The worse you are, the more they'll love you. <laughs> I hope the world is watching. The they handed him a French horn. The more they'll love you. He blows into it, but they edited in the Django Fett Slave One bomb sound. Really caught me off guard. Okay, what memes you got, Rachel? Uh, I was trying to figure out like what um, if I'd sent you any good videos. Um, I sent you the one about Chopper, but everyone's seen some various form of that. Anyways, um, I just want to see your reaction. So, in very similar vein to last time, someone's taken a Star Wars character and put them on a uh, Taylor Swift album. Uh, I don't know this character's name, though. It's I don't know his name either. It's the singer from Jabba's band, not Size Noodles. He's like a it's big the, cockroach guy. Yeah. Or not maybe a cockroach, more like a flea. I don't know. Let's, let's see. Um, another horrifying... Uh, creature CGI creation from the episode six special edition. Uh, Droopy McCool, I believe is his You're name. Lying. No, th that is a name, You're but it might be a different character. Uh, let's see. No, that's the guy playing like the like the clarinet. Um, let's. I'm trying to find. Uh, well, he's the male voice or whatever in yes. that famous song in the remastered. Man, these names are insane. So while Cameron's trying to find that, it's this character photoshopped onto the new uh, 1989 uh, album cover. But it says 1983 George's version. <laughs> so... <laughs> And he's, if, if you do somehow remember this song from uh, episode six, he's like the very low, like almost like jazzy musician, singer, or vocalist mm -hmm. in there. I know he's got a funny name. I really want to, uh, okay, I think. If you play uh, Heroes and Villains on the original Battlefront 2, this song comes into play on the <laughs> Tatooine map. But only when you map. walk into the cantina. Oh, you're right. Um, his name is Joe Yowza. <laughs> but his stage name, here's his full name. I'm not going to try to pronounce it because it's like Are 12 syllables long. He's barely, from indoor. Barely any vowels. vowels. No vowels. No, uh, no, there's no vowels in there. Oh, there's an E at the beginning. Oh. <laughs> There's a Y. I said that with full chest confidence. There too. are two vowels in this word. Anyways, so Joe Yowza. Um, yeah, so on. on so that to match cover. this Heist Noodles Eras tour poster, now we have the new one. Very good. Um, so this one I did not make just because I'm going to admit that. That sounds like something. No, I, I, we agreed not to lie about it, which for those who may be confused, we each make one meme every week, but then we don't tell the other person we guess at the end. This one, it's much more the context that makes it just as funny. Because no, it's not a meme. This is totally sincere. 
I stumbled upon a Hayden Christensen fan page. Not Anakin. That's specifically the celebrity Hayden Christensen, the actor who plays Anakin. And it's just a photo of him with a quote that says, I listen to all sorts of different types of music. I also like to go back and look what's great. A lot of folk music. Recently, I've come so far back. I've started listening to classical music. A lot of Bach, Beethoven, and Prokoviev. Prokov? I've never seen this name before. Prokov. Prokoviev. But it's just a picture of Hank Christensen with headphones on looking off into the distance and a quote about the kind of music he's listening to. Absolutely bizarre. Absolutely. So strange. Rather minion-esque vibes. <laughs> so anyways, uh, so less of a meme and more of a bizarre, what is I think intended to be kind of an inspirational quote. Anyways, mm-hmm. um, what else you got? Uh, this is a picture of... Obi Wan comparing the various styles that uh, he his his character has been graced with. <laughs> oh no! But the thing is, is that it's all technically live action Ewan McGregor. So you've got live action, which is regular Ewan McGregor. Uh-huh. Clone Wars is the same image, but with bigger eyes. Oh uh, yeah. Bright orange hair, and then the lines in the and beard. they drew lines and on his drew, beard. Oh, <laughs> uh, and we've got. 2D Clone Wars. That's the one I actually hate the most. It's so cursed because it's so angular. And then the Lego one's pretty cursed too because they just put two black dots over his eyes. And it's pretty cursed. It's it's very visual, but this is this is the one I hate the most. I hate. Uh, the, see, I hate the Lego one. I hate that. Which the, is a photo of of live action Obi Wan, but his hair again is bright orange, and they've just put black like they they replicated what a Lego face looks like. Do black dots and a black line for the mouth, and it is. Hmm. Mm, curse. Uh, so this is a reference to one of my favorite films. Um, uh, have you ever seen the film Airplane? Is that the comedy? Yeah. No. So actually, most people probably wouldn't even get this joke because this film actually had an after credit scene. I know what you're talking about, though. Uh, I know so that. So the movie starts, a uh, character is a taxi driver. A guy gets in the taxi, says, I'll be right back. And he starts the meter, and then he runs off, and he gets on an airplane, and the rest of the movie happens. And it does, I think, once maybe cut back to the guy in the car waiting for him, but then the movie ends, the credits roll, you get to the end of the credits, it cuts back to the guy in the car, and he says, well, I'll give her, I'll give him another 20 minutes, but that's it. But in this meme, they've put uh, Sabine's Lothcat's face, oh, no. and it says, I'll give her another 20, 20 minutes, minutes, but that's, that's it. it. Such real, a good wait. meme. Sabine isn't back. <laughs> <laughs> what was Merle? Was it the cat's name? Do you remember? Was it? They they revealed like Merly or something. Merly, I think that's what it was. Because it wasn't Murphy. Yeah, such a good meme. One of my favorite movie Cameron, scenes. And if I great ever use. get stranded um, on a another planet because my space whale ride dipped. You have to come <laughs> feed Athena. <laughs> There's no ifs, ands, or buts. Uh-huh. It's part of your legal binding contract for this podcast. <laughs> what See? else you got? Um, warning, Zeb throws objects. Please beware, his aim is accurate. <laughs> it's a, it is... <laughs> Bizarre. <laughs> the original poster. is It's like a, it's like a poster. 
Yeah, you have to like, get a warning sign warning at a zoo for this orangutan or something. For a chimp. Oh, yeah, and a chimpanzee. Put, yeah. And its name is Zeb, and they put Zeb for Rebel's face over it. <laughs> yep, good stuff. Uh, Yoda describing Order 66 to some snakes and frogs on Dagobah, and it's a picture of President Biden. It says, it was like 15911. Oh, my gosh. Is that a real Close. I've seen this going around. I don't know, but it <laughs> could be. <laughs> I just love the idea of Yoda going slowly insane talking to the creatures on Dagobah and be like, oh, it's like 15 9-11s it was. <laughs> no, it's so bad. <laughs> oh. Halloween is over. Tis the season then. And it's, uh, <laughs> and it's uh, seen from Revenge of the Sith, where obviously Mace Windu tells Palpatine it's over, and the and the you know famous it's treason. Then, but they put a little Santa hat on him. That's so good. Um, this is actually just uh, I, this should have been in news. Actually, is that, um, we got the release of the news over the the summer of the Lando uh-huh. show. Uh-huh. Uh, well, they actually released a poster for it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Which is great. It's, great. it's actually a poster that says Lando Star uh because they did release a logo. Mm-hmm. That's the official logo, but instead of a photo of of uh, Lando Carizian, it's Wait, uh, that is Lando Carizian. <laughs> it's it's live action Ezra. Ezra. That is Lando <laughs> In the Rebels cartoon, uh Ezra would famously give a lot of fake names. One of them was constantly Lando. My uncle's the emperor. <laughs> Very big my uncle works at Nintendo vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, I, just want, I just want you to look at this one. This is a scene from Rebels <laughs> where they find the clones on that planet. <laughs> <laughs> what? Do you remember? Do you have the context <clears throat> for this? I guess not. Oh my gosh. So <laughs> the ghost crew go to this desert planet. It's in season two. I remember uh, the episode. Is there context for what the hat is? It, it's just <laughs> it's just it's, just a, like, it's just a yeah, hat. Okay. It's it's from. I remember the episode. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I thought so I misunderstood the for question. For context, this is where they find the clones, and the clones are like, "We're gonna help you if you help us fish this big beast." And they use Zeb as bait. But so it's a screenshot. You've got Kanan, Ezra. Greg, Gregor, Gregor, yeah, and I think that's Wolf in the background. And so they are fishing, and someone has photoshopped all four of them with the hat of "Women want me, fish fear me." Uh huh. <laughs> it's just so good. <clears throat> good edit. Good edit. So good. Um, here's another scene from one of my favorite comedies, Young Frankenstein. Except for oh, oh yeah, the original three main characters are Igor and. Victor and uh, his assistant, um, whose name I'm probably blanking on, uh, I think it's like Helga or something. But over there, over these three characters, instead is Anakin as Igor, Obi Wan as Frankenstein, and Ahsoka. And Anakin says, "Wait, Master, it might be dangerous. You go first. On brand. Okay, what else you got? Um, scene from Ahsoka where Hu Yang starts. I got the hiccups! Sorry. <laughs> you don't have to yell. We've got the audio turned up this week. I'm so far away. Um, Working Yang says, a long time ago in a galaxy. <laughs> I'll read it. 
Poo Yang. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, and someone has put George Lucas's face on the uh, Leonardo DiCaprio pointing meme. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, oh, there it is. Oh, eh, eh, eh. I'm, I'm trying to do it like George yeah. Lucas, though. I wrote that. They stole my line. They stole my franchise, even though I sold it to them. And I'm living in money. Uh... <laughs> this is it says Anakin returning to Tatooine a year after his mom dies just to make sure he got them all and it's a picture of famous white trash star uh, Kid Rock running across the hot sand like like how like you expect someone to run across hot sand he's like and he's shirtless <laughs> obviously referencing to the uh, uh, make sure he got them all the uh Sand people. <laughs> Making sure they're all dead. <laughs> yeah. This is a bizarre meme. Okay. <laughs> Obi-Wan, he will not let me down. He never has Anakin. <laughs> Dang it. I thought we were done with this. Ugh, that's a three-week-old meme and it smells like it. It's that. Is it? It's not. It, uh, it's Kevin James <laughs> from King of Queens again, again. But Anakin's hair and clothing has been photoshopped on him. Oh, so good. Mm. Speaking of Photoshop and hair, someone has swapped young and uh, older Anakin's Ooh. hair and put the long hair on Ooh. young Anakin. <coughs> Excuse me. And put uh, young Anakin's like bowl cut. Hmm. On older Anakin. It's like uh, very un, uh, uncouth. uncouth. What else you got? Uh... <laughs> no caption, just vibes. What? <laughs> Why? <laughs> I feel like the, the, the deeper joke here is... So what it is, is someone has taken Optimus Prime and put him into the painting of The Last Supper. But that is definitely, I feel like the joke is this is something that should have been uh, on the wall of photos and paintings in, in Transformers 5. So funny, I love it. Um, so this says, uh, Star Wars spacecraft based off real life. And so you have the very famous Blackbird uh, next to uh, the, the Naboo ship from episode mm -hmm. one, and you've got a helicopter that looks a lot like the uh, the, the Republic gunship, mm -hmm. and then you've got a, a different helicopter, <laughs> and the... Nice! Uh, <laughs> nice! And uh, is that Fifth Brother? What's yeah, his name? Fifth Brother. Uh, with his, his double-sided blade that famously uses as a helicopter so blade so in... Good. So Rebels. good! So good! The Empire. We don't have to pay for more ships. We can just make them fly. <laughs> I just want you to read this one. This is from Rise of the Beasts, when the Autobots see uh, the beacon for the first time. So RC is looking at the big beam in the sky, and she says, Prime, this is RC. I have a visual. What am I looking at? And then it just cuts to Optimus Prime, and it says, IDK, and it's got the crying emoji. <laughs> is there a deeper joke here that I don't get? I just thought it was really funny. <laughs> So here's here's a little bit of an older meme <laughs> format that I always it's find funny. It's an older Cobra, checks out. So uh, 
in, it's from the scene in Rogue One whenever the Death Star shows up to the final battle. And right before it shows up, uh, one of the rebel commanders says, Sir, we're detecting a massive object emerging from hyperspace. But then instead of the Death Star, it's a giant young Anakin's head. And he says, I'm a person and my name is Anakin. <laughs> Oh <coughs> <coughs> uh, what else you got? Check your kids' Halloween candy carefully. Someone tried to hide Kane and Jerris's heroic sacrifice inside this candy bar. <laughs> it's a picture of a cut open cigarettes, and someone has photoshopped the image of that. Will Kanan make your kids cry for sure. That will hurt them. That will traumatize them. <laughs> um... Speaking of of Kanan, this this image also features Kanan. Oh, um, it just says family reunion. Stop. <laughs> and it's got Sabine standing in front of a a pile of ash. That's not a Kanan joke. That's her family. Oh joke. shoot! I forgot. I knew that. I forgot no! because you because of the Kanan thing. Yeah, that's right. Because her entire family got nuked. Um, oh, I got turned into glass. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What else you got? <laughs> family reunion it is the oh my Rebels yeah i saw this comparison. yeah um you know all the live actions of course kanan is replaced by his son um uh, shoot i'm forgetting his name too his name? Oh, oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh uh jason jason the most bland name. <laughs> yeah, really. Imagine being named Jason. Jason. <laughs> and then, you know, we've got all the live action. We've got um, live action Ezra. <laughs> and it's Jabba the Hutt. Jabba the Hutt. Um, so, famously, there's that scene from Phantom Menace when uh, Qui-Gon and, and young Anakin are running to the ship. And Anakin and Qui-Gon turns around and sees Maul coming at them in his bike. And he goes, Anakin, duck! <laughs> but someone's taken and put a duckling over Qui Gon, uh, over uh, Maul, and it's just a big duck coming at Anakin. <laughs> Parents, please check the children's candy this Halloween. Oh my god! I just found the Death Star plans taken from the engineering archive and the data fault at the Citadel Tower on Scarif inside a Kit Kat. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Hilarious. Look, we missed Halloween. I know. We were supposed to record the day after. <coughs> I apologize for the coughing. I got four more. So, uh, I think I cut that all out. Um, she's been awake long enough to pay attention. There's um, this meme format from uh, Toy Story. This kid, the the scene where they think, "Oh, that's a small toy or a small gift," and he turns and it's really long. Well, the short side is labeled "A Simple Pod Race," and the long side is labeled "The Complete Destruction of the Jedi Order." <laughs> On relation to that, I don't have this meme, but it was like, it was that comparison of Qui-Gon saying, I believe, or wherever, Qui-Gon's defending Anakin or something, like, there's something about him. And then the next slide is, ladies and gentlemen, 16.7 billion dead. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, one of my favorite uh, trends on the internet is people photoshopping Twitter threads into characters. Uh-huh. And so, on this, this tweet, Ezra. I like going to the Imperial Dome for fun. Um, the original thread between this is some person and Walmart. I see. Okay. And so the Empire. Okay, oh, yes. <laughs> it's the small things, Ezra. What's your favorite thing to do in our complex, Ezra? Steal. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, that was my last meme. Oh, I have three. Okay, okay so anyways. Okay, um, uh, Throwback to the Ahsoka. Um, sisters, I once again call upon your dark magic. Yeah, uh-huh. It's the three <laughs> it's witches from Hocus, Hocus Pocus. Pocus. Yeah, yeah. Um... Honestly, not any less goofy looking than the witches in in Ahsoka. I've had this, I've had, I snatched this off of Twitter a month and a half ago, and I never had the option. It's just a screenshot from the Transformers 1980 movie. No mm. Optimus, you can't die. Starts beatboxing. <laughs> <laughs> I've had this That's great. for so long. Um, anyways, my last one. Therapy is nice, but obsessing over the found family dynamic of an animated Star Wars children's show is a lot faster and cheaper. And it's like um, one of those like do it for her um, comp- like uh, collages, but it's just pictures of the ghost crew from Rebels. Good stuff. Good. Okay, I'm texting you my memes now. Here they come. Well, I'm going to have to like remove all of the other things real quick. So. Oh my gosh. Well, in the meantime, um, we yeah, so we'll be back next week uh, with something, we'll uh, whatever that is going to be, um, and I'm trying to think. I feel like I watched something Star Wars related in the last two weeks. I wanted to recommend, but now I can't. Was remember. it? <laughs> I need to look at my YouTube. No, it, I did rewatch Andorra with my wife, and we had a ton of fun. My wife. Uh, oh, I mean, I that does make me think of. The Andor soundtrack. So good! Anyway, uh, sorry. Mark that time code down to, to turn that volume down, uh, Athena. Uh, She's got her pen. The, the soundtrack is very specifically really good for, like, fall music. Like, if you're driving around on, like, a rainy day, cloudy day in the fall, highly recommend. Also, shout out to uh, superfan Megan. Uh, we had lunch with her a few weeks ago and she got kind of a live (laughs) in-person podcast episode where we started talking about the newly announced uh, Black Series figures that have been announced that day. So, (laughs) Oh, we forgot to talk about that today. We don't need to talk about it. We already talked about it. Um, If if anyone ever wants to watch Andrew with me, you get to sit with me as I name every single (laughs) once it starts. Okay, Rachel. Oh, I we have to bring up the score. Oh, that's never correct. Yeah, it is now. See, now I'm keeping. I got a, a document. Ex- okay, this is week fifteen. Uh, it is currently. Give it up for week fifteen. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, you are at. Sorry, I was pulling up the Twitter. Why do we have 20 notifications it's on Twitter? It's probably just like, hey, we're charging you a dollar now if you want to keep on on. Zero. Oh, no, we just get notifications of when people are like, uh, yeah. tweeting now, and I don't even like that. Um, so I am 7-7, seven and seven, very mediocre 7-7, seven and seven, and you are 10-4. and 10-4. Four. Four. <laughs> I am going to... See, now I'm out of my game. I'm unpracticed now. I've got two main contenders here that I'm considering. You get some Athena ASMR in the background. <laughs> yeah, crunching. Crunching hard. Um, yeah, my main... Uh, 
I am gonna guess, I'm gonna just analyze these a little bit more real quick. Is it the Zeb throws objects Dead into her? I got it! Woo! Uh, That's funny, I like it. Thanks. Yeah. Did you have a good munch? Athena, help me pick out what meme Cameron made. <laughs> See, you're throwing me off because you're like, one of my favorite movies is Frankenstein. <laughs> I had three straight losses. Or two straight losses? Is two this, straight losses. Is this loss? No, shut up. <laughs> Stop that. <laughs> See, I never know now because I never know if yours is going to be clear or not. <laughs> I'm not trying to trick you. I'm just, I just make a meme. I, if I'm, if it's a very simple meme, I will like think about my choice of font. So I'm not the choice of font doesn't give me away. But other than that, it's normally just whatever. Uh, I have a couple of contenders. Is it this one? Sir, we are deciding, we are detecting a massive object from hyperspace. I'm a person, my name is Anakin. Is that your final answer? Yeah. No, I did not make that uh, one. Dang it. I made the young Frankenstein one. Ah, dang it. <laughs> that is okay. That was one of my other guesses. If I guessed wrong. That's okay. You're still at 10 and 5, which is quite good. That's two-thirds correct so far. Um, I also created this fun chart here um, that, like, so the blues are my wins and the grays are your wins, and you can see that mine really stagnate after halfway through and yours exponentially grow. And, Not exponentially, but progressively grow. And, and Caleb's doesn't move at all. Yeah, and Caleb's all are the same. <laughs> Um, well, cool. Well, thank you so much for joining us tonight, guys. Uh, thank you to Rachel for being such a great po uh, podcast co-host. This Aww. is I've been looking forward to that. We were supposed to podcast last week, but I got sick. And it was funny <clears> because <throat> was it last? I think it was last time. <laughs> I've wanted to talk about that stinking hyperspace scene <laughs> for like five Over weeks. A month. Yeah, it's been a while. Because I appreciate you holding out. It we was gonna, well worth it. We were going to do it last week or last time, and then. <laughs> Cameron forgot. No, but that was, Rachel, that was great. I'm glad that you saved that. That was definitely one of the the deeper, more analytical moments we've had on this podcast, and I appreciate you. Um, I gotta bring up the closing here. I, this part, okay, so as always, thank as, you. Oh, oops, my bad. No, do you have more to say? Big props to Cameron for me texting him about once a week. Ahsoka favorite moment. <laughs> I need the reminders. Uh, thank you so much, Caleb Jacoby, for our intro and outro music. Uh, that's the most, that's the only consistent part of this podcast is the music. Uh, props to Rachel for our amazing artwork, also consistent, and our Twitter account at Rebels Robots Pod. Props to Cameron for writing our Facebook, which is far more active than our Twitter. <laughs> I'm proud of the Facebook. Check us out. I, I think I post funny stuff on there. The amount of times I'm scrolling through my feed and I go, oh, that's good for Rebels Robots. Oh, it's Rebels Robots. Yep. Uh, give us something to read on the pod. Leave a review, tweet, or DM us memes or opinions. But do not review us on Amazon. Yes, because we will. It will never it. get seen. Um, this and this is Cameron and Rachel signing off, saying, "Don't buy a towel that is the Star Wars Episode One Phantom Menace poster because it has smooth faced Liam Neeson on it, and it'll scare your cat." Wow.
not and real. stay tuned for rebels and robots and whatever. Et cetera. <laughs> and et cetera. <laughs> Good night, everyone. Good night. <laughs>